0: Christmas, and thank you for your steadfast dedication to our Lord Jesus Christ. In this celebration of our Lord's birth, Pastor Lau and Pastor Dao would like to welcome you to the following Christmas message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's teaching that will change your life with love, joy, and peace in Jesus. And now, Pastor
1: Lau. Today, I would like to talk about the message of Christmas because the Christmas is coming up in a few days. And if we want to summarize the message of Christmas, we can say one sentence, you and I matter to God. God loves us so much. He loves us that He sent His one and only Son into the world so that we can be saved, so that we can have eternal life, so that we can have the super abundant life. And I noticed when I first moved to the U.S., I noticed that the culture here is so different from Thailand, the country that I was born. In Thailand, Christmas is not a big deal, except in the church. The whole country, we don't know much about Christmas because it's a Buddhist country. So during the Christmas time, we have a little bit of service in somebody's house and light a candle, read the scripture, and talk about Jesus. But most people in Thailand did not know anything about Jesus and the birth of the Savior. But when I first moved here, I noticed that everywhere, the shopping mall, have lights come up, people so packed in the shopping mall, everywhere, no parking spot people frantically or nervously looking for gift for their loved ones for their children for their parents and people searching for gift everywhere and including my family too now we become more americanized now we become more americanized christian so we at the first few years we kind of chalk that why so much about gift in america during the christmas time definitely Some commercial people take advantage, try to get you pay more because it's a time of spending money. But there is spiritual meaning behind giving gifts to one another during Christmas. Because think about it. Jesus is the gift to all of us. Jesus is the gift to mankind. Jesus did not have to come. He could have left us alone, dying in sin, curses and bondage, And get into trouble. But the father loved us so much that he sent his son into the world to be the gift of Christmas for all of us. That's why we celebrate Christmas to remember that God loved us so much that he gave us the gift. Luke chapter 2, 10 to 14. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. It's interesting. The first phrase he said, do not be afraid. Do you notice that a lot of people are living in fear now? They're afraid of God. They're afraid of going to church because they think that their life is going to be miserable. They are afraid. People are afraid of economy problem. They're afraid of car accident. They're afraid of terrorists and being killed. People are full of fear. But the good news come when Jesus show up. He said, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For this, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Wow. Thank God. God said, Don't be afraid. I believed it, that because God know that mankind is full of fear, fear of this, fear of that, he did not come into the world the first time as a big giant with a big stick on his hand, long beard, and say, repent, come to me. He came as a baby. He came into the world the same way we came into the world. So that we don't have to be afraid of God. God came in the form of a baby, in a simple staple and in the manger. He said, don't be afraid because I come to save you. Thank God that he loves us so much and he doesn't want to threaten us and make us Fearful. So Jesus came as a gift. And in that gift, there's so many gifts on the inside. I noticed that lately we, when we give gifts to people, we have a big bag. And in that bag, there are many gifts inside. This one for the husband. This one for the wife. This one for the kids. The grandkids. So one bag of gifts have many gifts on the inside. Amen. So the same thing. Jesus is the capital G-I-F-T, big gift. And in him, there are many, many gifts that God has given to us. Today, I would just want to remind all of you the gift of God that he gave to us through Jesus. The child that was born At the first Christmas, let's look at the scripture one more time. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. The first gift that he gave to us through Jesus Christ is happiness and joy. Happiness and joy. I can witness that after I become a Christian... I have more joy than ever before. I told this story many times. If you come to my house and look at my photo album or my family album when I was a young man, if you look at my face at that time, I took a picture with an elephant in Rose Garden in Thailand. I took the picture and my wife friend said that the elephant looked more handsome than your boyfriend. This is a true statement. I'm not kidding. They say that because I have a long face, so serious, so unhappy, so depressed, even though I had everything. My dad was a good businessman. He had money. I was very good in school. I was number one. I got reward from the school all the time. I have a very beautiful girlfriend, but I did not know God. I was so depressed and so negative. I was one of the most pessimistic person in the whole world. Always look sad and look very unhappy. But after I received Jesus Christ into my heart, I have joy starting in my heart because Jesus is the joy of my heart. A lot of people misunderstand that when they walk with God by faith, they're going to be miserable. They will be bored every day. They have to go to church and become bored. I think that's why many young people in America left the church, because they think that the church is a boring place. No, it's a fun place. It's so joyful to walk with God. Amen? It's wonderful. In First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, the Bible says, God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy, He gives us so many things that we can enjoy life. Jesus is a gift to us so that we can receive a lot of blessing from God and we can enjoy life. Can you imagine if my son came to me and said, Dad, I'm going to shape up my life. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be the best son and serve in the house. I will do the best I can. And then Dr. Lau say, oh, I wait for this commitment for a long time, but Because you make this commitment, please go into the room, turn off the light. From now on, you will not eat any steak. From now on, you're going to eat only bread and rice. And they're going to break up all of your toys, your iPhone, and your computer. You cannot enjoy life any longer. Is that the right dad? No. Our God in heaven is not like that. When you give your life to him, he loves you so much. He say, I want you to enjoy life. I prepare a good land for you. The land flowing with milk and honey. I prepare a garden for you. I want to give you all the good things. I want to lavish you with good things. I want you to be blessed so that you can bless other people. You can enjoy life. You can have fun on earth here. Amen. You don't have to be miserable. So joy is a gift that money cannot give, that the movie cannot give, anything cannot give, the joy comes from the Lord inside here, the joy in the spirit here. That's why Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil is the joy killer. He is the joy destroyer. But Jesus came so that we might have life, And have it more abundantly. So that we can have the joy of God. We can enjoy life. We can make the most out of this life. We can make our life count. Because we enjoy this life so much. By believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 15 verse 11. The Bible said. This thing I have spoken to you. That my joy. Whose joy? Do you know that? The Bible says God laughs on the throne. A lot of people misunderstand that God was sitting there crying and looks serious. Actually, our God is a joyful God. When I watch Jesus' movie, I want to see Jesus walking around smiling, happy, laughing. Not so tense like a religious man. He was a happy man. He was so full of joy. This is the joy of Jesus. My joy, not man's joy. God's joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord, not our own joy, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And through Jesus, we can receive his joy, the joy of God. The Bible said that the kingdom of God is not of eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I never forget the first time I got touched by the joy of the Holy Spirit in 1997. At that time, my mom was sick with cancer. We were looking for miracle. We took our mom to many crusade, uh, healing crusades, and she born again. She met God and born again. She saw Jesus many times in the hospital. Actually, my mom never read the scripture, never read the Bible. She was against God when. She was a young lady. And when I got saved, she was against God. She always yelled at me, there's no God, don't believe in this stupid thing. But one day when she got sick, Jesus showed up in the hospital and she cried and she turned to me. Now I know who Jesus is. This is a true story. She gave her life to Jesus and she saw Jesus two or three more times in the hospital. When she moved to America to be with her for six months, she saw the cross on the sky. God gave her a lot of vision. And I never forgot one day that she is 72, she was 72 years old, never read the Bible, never go to church. I remember somebody rolled her, she was on a wheelchair. Somebody rolled her into the restroom at the Mercer Island church. Suddenly she spoke in tongues in the restroom. No one taught her about speaking in tongues. No one lay hand on her. She was speaking in tongues in the restroom and laughing the Holy Ghost. And after that, she became a new woman. She always smiled and laughed. Before that, she was a very intense woman. So God touched her graciously to have the joy of God. In 1997, I took her to Portland, Oregon for the healing crusade. And after that, the preacher called people to come out to be laid hand on. So and Pastor Dal ran out to the front. We were the second on the line. So when the evangelist lay hand on me and passed it down, I fell under the power. And suddenly the joy of God hit me, come from the inside here. You know, when you see funny movie, you will laugh from your brain. But when the joy of God hit you, it come from the inside. That's why Jesus said the spirit is like rivers. that are flowing out from the inside of you to go out because the Holy Spirit is inside you. The joy of Jesus, the joy of the Holy Spirit hit me so hard. I was laughing on the ground for half an hour non-stop. I could not stop laughing. And my wife get up from the floor, look at me. He's crazy now. He's crazy because that is the first time we saw the joy of God. So it's so wonderful. And after that, my faith rose up. My faith increased right away. Now I understand why God gives us joy because joy is related to faith. Can you imagine? When you see the problem, and you don't have faith in God, what are going to do? You cried and complained, and you could not sleep. But when you have faith, and you see the problem, you say, piece of cake. My God is a big God, and you, ha, 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 ho, 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 amen? The joy of God is related to faith. When you have a lot of joy, it means you have a lot of faith. That's why don't lose your joy. Don't let the devil steal your joy. You look at the problem and you say, my God laugh on the throne. This is not big deal. He can do miracles. My God is a miracle working God. Jesus was born from a virgin. Jesus was raised from the dead. He stopped the wind. He could heal the leper. He can raise the dead. My God is still miracle working God today. Ha, ha, ha. Ho, ho, ho. Nothing is too difficult for God. Amen. Everyone say ha, ha, ha. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. It's a side of faith. Laughing and joy is a side of faith. Amen. So that is the first gift that you cannot buy with money. The joy of the Lord come through Jesus Christ. He said, my joy shall be full in you. Let's look at the next verse. Luke chapter 2, verse 11. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The Savior. Not only He gives us joy, but He gives us salvation. He is the Savior. When we talk about salvation, we're not just talking about missing hell, don't go to hell and go to heaven. But salvation includes everything in your life. You are saved from sickness. You are saved from demons. You are saved from accident. You are saved from lawsuit. You are saved from problems in your life. You are saved from being poor. You are saved from being attacked by the enemy. Salvation includes everything in your life. I read a Christmas card one day. And the writing in the Christmas card say this way. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need has been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need has been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need has been pleasure, our, our God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was For salvation. That's why God sent us a Savior. My God and your God know our need. Our need is salvation. Amen? Have you ever faced a situation that you need a miracle? You need salvation from God. I remember when I first moved to the U.S. and I was working at Harborview Hospital. I did not know how to drive in the snow at all because I came from the hot country. When I am in the operating room, I like to turn the temperature up to 72. All the nurses and doctors are complaining. I say 72 is still cold for me. They want a 68. I want 72 because I grew up in the tropical country. So snow is so foreign to me. And on that day, I was driving downhill at Humbleview. It's on the top of 9th Street. And when you go back into the I-5, you have to drive downhill into the I-5. And that day was a snow day, bad snow. I was driving my Jetta, old car, downhill. And I did not know that you should not put the brake on the snow. So I stepped on the brake too fast. The car slipped. And I saw a lot of cars on the edge of the street. And I know right away, scientifically, I'm going to hit one of these cars, and to, my car insurance is going to go up high, because it's going to be accident. The first thing I did, Jesus, help me. And in my mind, I think the number of the car insurance is going to go up. Please help me. My salary was so small. I was a resident at UW at that time, only $1,300 a month as a student at University of Washington. So to increase the car insurance premium is a big deal for me. You know what happened when I said, Jesus, help me. The car stopped on that downhill road. In the middle, suddenly, I knew right away. He sent an angel to stop the car for me. The car stopped on the downhill, slippery, icy road. You think it's a miracle? It's a miracle. So my car did not hit any car. It stopped. And I learned the lesson from now on, how to drive in the snow or icy road. (laughs) I got a good lesson there. Amen. So we need to understand our God still saves us every day. He saves us from problems. He is our savior. Jesus is still with us every single day. We can cry now to him. We can call on his name. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be delivered. The big problem of humanity is that many people in the world thought that they are smart enough. They're so good. They are so good at what they're doing. So they say, I don't need anybody to help me. I can help myself. That's why Jesus said in Luke chapter 5, He said, Those who are well have no need of physician. But those who are sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. If you know that you are weak and you need help, you are sick spiritually, you are weak physically, mentally, You realize that you don't know everything. You need the wisdom of God. Then you turn to Jesus and say, God, could you please help me in this situation? He's going to help you. He's going to save you from problem, from many, many things. I always wake up in the morning, every morning, and pray, God, today I'm going to go to the hospital. Could you please help me, save me? And I remember one time he saved me. I was at Harborview Hospital around 2 a.m., I was in the 12th floor. My junior resident called me and said, we have a man with brain bleeding. And we're going to have to open this. This man could not open the skull. He's only resident year number two. Don't know how to open the skull yet. I was a chief resident. So I said, could you please get everything prepared for me to come down to perform brain surgery? To take the clot out of the brain. The clot was on the left side and... When I got there, I thought my assistant, the junior resident was PhD, even have higher education than me. He was a PhD. So when I got down, I went to the sink and washed my hand right away. Because I thought he'd prepare everything for me, shave the hair, get ready for me to open the skull. I was washing my hand. I say, God, could you please help me? This is 2 a.m. in the morning. I'm tired. And after I say that, help me, save me, I look through the window. I saw the CT scan on the box. And I noticed that the clot was on the left side. And I look at the head of the patient. He put the right side of the head up. Which means if I open the skull, the patient is going to die. Because the clot is going to push the brain out to the other side. And I could not close the skull. The skull has limited space for a brain. So when you have clot or tumor, it will push the brain Try to find the space to go. When you open the space, the brain going to find the space to get out to that hole, and then you're going to close. The patient will die on the table. Thank God for his salvation. Thank God. I walk in, and I whisper to my junior resident, I say, Mike, his name is Mike. I never forget that day. Mike, I whisper to him. I don't want to make him lose face in front of the nurses and anesthesiologists. I say, Mike... You put the patient's head on the wrong side. Can you imagine? Without Jesus helping me, without His Spirit talking to me, I would be in the court. I would be fired from my work. I would not be able to practice here. I could not open the church here. I would be sent back to Thailand because the man is going to die on the table. God saved me. I'm so glad I'm a Christian. I'm so glad I'm a child of the almighty God. I'm so glad he's who saved me every single day. (laughs) Driving, working, everything. He is my savior. He's so good. Amen? It's wonderful to believe in Jesus. There's a word, that a prophecy that come to Zechariah. I will read to you. I like this one. Luke chapter 1, 67 to 74. Now his father Zechariah's, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied saying, blessed is the Lord of God, the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. Talking about Jesus, he was prophesying about the Savior, the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began, that we should be saved, everyone says saved, from our enemies, who are the enemies? Satan, curses, and evil spirit, and from the hand of all who hate us. Do you think people are? some people hate us and want to destroy us? Yes, there are people who hate us. To perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, The oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. Thank God. We can have faith. We can have confidence that no matter what situation we are going through, God is our Savior. Jesus can save us. Amen? Jesus can help us in every circumstance, in every situation. Amen? We can talk about this all day long, how God saved people. Amen? Now, look at the third gift. Number one, joy. Number two, salvation and victory. Number three, look at Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Peace. You know, as I say, many people in the world don't want to do anything with God. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to read the Bible. They think that they know better. They can handle their own life. But interestingly, a lot of people in the world are full of depression, anxiety, worry, bitterness, and fear. Many people take tracodone, amitriptyline. Nor typically, they have guilt, they have anger and frustration and tension. But they say, I can handle my own life. The reason people have no peace, because they do the job of God. They try to be God themselves, but we are not God. If we try to be God ourselves, we're going to be full of tension, frustration, anger, bitterness and anxiety, and worry, and depression, and we need to depend on medication because we were not created to be able to handle everything ourselves. We need God to help us. And Jesus is God. He came to help us. And once we know Him, we can have peace that is beyond understanding. We will not have to worry anymore. We can trust the Lord we know that He's going to take care of the problem in our life. Amen? We can trust the Lord. We can have peace in our heart. When we pray, God can answer. We know that when we seek God, He will fulfill the desire of our heart. Amen? Even little, little thing. Even little, little thing that God can answer us. He can help us even little thing. I remember when I first came, the first year after working at Harborview Hospital, the second year, my boss told me, because you are a foreign doctor, you will not have any more salary. If you want to stay, zero salary. And I have a wife and a daughter to feed. So zero salary is a big deal in the U.S. Working for free. I don't have any scholarship from Thailand, just myself. And then my wife told me, don't worry, we're going to pray. We can trust God. We can have peace. We don't have to lose sleep. God would do something to provide for us. Once my wife said that, peace came into me. And I say, God, I can have peace. Because I have Jesus, the Savior. If you can be raised from the dead, you can raise my salary again. You can help me to get the income again. So I just left it with God, and we sat down together and prayed, Father, you say, Lord, that we will not be hungry. You shall feed us. I signed a paper, zero salary. I have faith that I can stay another year, and I will be fed by God. I will be provided by God. God performed miracle. It's interesting. Five days before the next contract came in, the contract started in July 1st of each year as a resident. On June 25th, somebody ran to me and said, Mom, Mom is my nickname in the hospital. At that time, I was at the veteran hospital. I have a good news to tell you. The boss decided to keep you, pay you, and promoted you to be the chief resident, the top president in the whole system. Not only I got salary back, but I got promoted to be the top of every resident in the whole system. And I was there only the second year and spoke with accent and did not know much about American system. But I was promoted from no salary after we pray. God provided for us and get the promotion. Amen. Do you want to know the whole story? How it happened? God is so good. God performed a miracle. The man who going to come back from Japan to be chief resident, to be the top chief resident of the whole system, usually is seven years. They have to be, in order to be the top chief resident, you have to work there for seven years or eight years before you graduate. The man there quarreled with my boss on the phone, long distance phone. He said, I need more money. If you don't give me more money, I will quit because he thought that My boss had to depend on him to come back to do the work. But my boss say, "Uh, it's okay, you don't need to come back. And he turn around and say, mom, you become the boss now and I give you salary. His salary belong to you now. His position belong to you. I got promoted in one second. Can we have peace? Do we know that God can take care of us? Amen. We don't have to lose sleep, we don't have to take any antidepressant. We don't need to take Valium. Because we have God. We can smile every day. We can trust that God takes care of us every day. John chapter 14 verse 27 Peace I leave with you. My peace, again is not our peace. His peace. His joy. His salvation. I give to you not as the world give, do I give to you. let Not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. My dear brother, sister, this is the gift from God. The gift inside, the big gift, Jesus Christ. The gift of joy, the gift of salvation, the gift of victory, the gift of peace. And peace is so important. You can have real peace when you have peace with God. You notice the cross? The cross has a vertical line and a horizontal line. When you have peace with God, you can have peace with man. If you reconcile with God, have relationship with God, you can get along with any human in the world. Because you will have peace with other people. I notice in America, Christmas time is a tense time for many people. Because some of you don't get along with your mother-in-law. Some of you don't get along with your sister or your brother. But you need to get together. And you need to see their face for many hours. So it's a tense time to meet those people. Because the whole year you can say excuses, I'm too busy, I don't want to meet you. But Christmas time you have to meet them. So God said, I can give you peace. You can reconcile to them. You can meet them, smile and be happy. Amen? Peace comes because of Jesus. The the gospel brings down the wall and the barrier between people. We can love other people. We can forgive people. We can love even our enemy, those who really offend us and hurt us. And peace will come back to any relationship in the world. When my mom got saved, she is one of the examples of the true gospel. My mom and my dad quarreled each other for a long time. Since I was five years old, they never got along. Can you imagine? Five years old. I grew up with parents who did not get along. They never go out together. My dad has his own life. My mom has her own life. They never got along since I was five years old. And my mom got mad at my dad all the time. She always talked bad about my dad. I remember in my home in the kitchen, After she got saved, her face was so full of peace and love and joy. 72 years old, really met Jesus. And she told me and passed I forgive your dad. Now I will love him. I will do good to him. Peace came back into her heart that she reconciled with my father before she passed to be with the Lord. Only God can do that. Only God can heal that relationship between my mom and my dad. And my dad forgive her too. Before she passed away, my relative in Thailand told me that she was smiling. Her face was so full of glory because she met Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. God is so real. God is so good. 2 Corinthians 5:18. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. When you reconcile to God, you're gonna be a minister of reconciliation. You will go out in the world and love people and bring reconciliation between husband and wife, between friends between churches and between you and other people. You're going to walk with the joy of God. Your face will full of joy. You always have victory and salvation in your life. When you pray, God answer you, and you're going to have a lot of peace, and you will bring peace to other people. Is it great to come to know Jesus? I want to thank the U.S., this country for sending American missionary to Thailand. I was growing up without knowing the Bible at all. I was growing lost in darkness, in uh, idolatry, in sin. But thank God for the missionary of Campus Crusade, who preached the gospel to me. I thank God for the missionary of the Southern Baptists, who taught me the Bible when I was a young man, a young believer. I thank God for all these servants of God who gave their life to God to be in another land, in another country, to preach the gospel to the lost people like me and my wife and a lot of Thai people. My dear brother and sister, let us become missionary too. Let us preach. I believe that God sent many of you, the immigrants, the Indonesian, the Chinese, the Vietnamese... The Mexican, amen, the Indian, Malaysian. I try to look what nationality is sitting here, amen. And the uh, Hawaiian, is Hawaii America? (laughs) Japan, Japanese, amen. Also Iranian, Laotian all kinds of nationality into America to be missionary, to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us bring the gospel to people. Let us walk in the joy of God. Let us walk in the salvation of God. Let people in this nation know that our God still saves, still delivers, God still have joy, and God still brings peace to mankind. Let us become... The witness for the Lord Jesus Christ together. Today, if you listen to this message and you're not saved yet, I want to encourage you. Believe me, if Jesus is not real to me, I would not be standing up here 30-something years now, 35 years of being a Christian. Believe me, I would not be standing up here. The Lord is so real to me, to my wife, to my mom, to my dad, to many people around the world. And we would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. You may have come to church many times, but you never make that decision. Have you ever seen a man or a woman who got the Christmas gift? And inside is a big gift, very expensive gift. And put that gift under the tree or on the shelf. And you come back to their home. And you still see the gift that never been opened. I know some of you already opened the gift now, even before 25th. How many people already opened the gift? Oh, oh, wow. Anyone else Open the gift? Actually, I already wore my gift. My wife uh, bought me a nice the winter jacket for me. She wanted to put it in the box. I said, I need it now. So I, I wear it every day. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the box on Thursday morning and put it under the tree. But I already use it. I used my gift already. I even opened a gift before December twenty fourth, uh, December 25th morning, okay? I, my family have the tradition every 25th of December, we're going to wake up in the morning in the pajamas and prepare breakfast and we sit under the Christmas tree and open all the gifts together as a family. We have done this for many years. But I already opened my gift. I already have my gift on my body. <laughs> so can you imagine you have the gift for 35 years? For 20 years, you still have that gift On the shelf. You need to open the gift. And that gift is Jesus Christ. Receive Jesus into your heart today. Open the gift this Christmas. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to do that, why don't you pray with me? Why don't you speak to God? Tell God, Jesus, you are my gift. I want to receive you into my life right now. Why don't you talk to the gift of God Jesus right now? Bow your heads and pray to him. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for giving me the most expensive gift. And in that gift, there are many gifts. Joy, salvation, peace. Thank you, Lord. I want to open the gift of God today. Lord Jesus, you are the gift of Christmas. The best gift that I have ever received. Lord Jesus, I commit my life to you. I believe in you. You are my Savior. You are my Lord. Come into my life right now. Thank you, Lord. From now on, You are my God, and I repent of my sin. I need you, Lord. I recognize that I am not perfect. I make mistakes. I need your help, your salvation, your joy, and your peace, Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my home. Lead me. Guide me, perform a miracle in my life. And from now on, use me, Lord, to be a miracle, to be a blessing to the nations. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's give a hand to those who receive Jesus into their life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This Christmas, if God loves you so much to give you the best gift, His Son, Jesus Christ. Other things in your life, He's willing to give to you too. Is that right? Not a big deal. He can give gift to you. You just have to ask. The book of James says, you don't have because you don't ask. This morning, Why don't we ask God to fulfill the desire of our heart? If you have any desire in your heart, it may be big. It may be very radical. That's okay. Our God is a big God. Maybe some of you are single and you say, I need a spouse. I need to meet a nice man, a godly man. Maybe you are a godly man here. You say, I want to meet a good wife God can bring her to you Amen Maybe you need a house Maybe you need a job Maybe you need financial provision You want to pay off your debt God can do that for you Whatever the desire in your heart that the Holy Spirit speak to you Why don't we stand up and each of you pray to God Ask and it will be given Remember this Jesus is the gift And through Jesus, He can give even more than what you can ask, what you can imagine. Why don't every one of you pray to God? You talk to God yourself, present your request to God. The Bible says, Be anxious of nothing, but present your request to the Lord. Your petition. Maybe salvation of your husband. Maybe your kids need to come back to God and serve the Lord. Maybe health. God can heal you. God can perform a miracle for you. Ask the Lord right now. Present your request to the Lord right now. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek you shall find. Knock the door shall be opened. Lord, whatever they desire in their heart, you are such a good God, good Father. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to all of us. Now we come to ask you, the dream in their heart, the desire of their heart, you shall fulfill. Lord, I pray for the unsaved loved ones shall be saved. Backslidden, Children, come back to God and serve the Lord. Unsafe spouse, come to the Lord. Those who are sick shall be healed. Those who need provision, the provision will come from heaven. Broken family, restoration will come. Oh Lord, open doors, opportunities. You'll prepare the right people for them. Lord, you give them abundance, good breaks, miracles, signs and wonders. From now on, Lord, let them experience your goodness, your miracle, your supernatural provision, Father. And Lord, they will love you more than even before because they test and see the goodness of God in the land of the living Lord. We thank you Father in Jesus mighty name. How many people believe God gonna answer you? How many people believe God gonna take care of you? Amen. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. We pray Father specifically Lord for the husband who gets sick right now. Those who have cancer The cancer will be healed Lord We speak miracles To those who are sick We pray for the mom Who have the operation She recovered fast in China We pray Lord For all the people Lord that they will, in this church, that they will see the hand of God moving in their life, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? Jesus said, if you love me, you love one another. Amen. Go greet many people and say, God loves you. I love you too. Bless them. Hug them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
0: We hope this message has brought you joy and peace this Christmas season. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206 275-1042 You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com And Merry Christmas!